Oh, I bet you liked that, didn't you? Chris. What? I think we're alone now. <laughs> you looked so deep in my eyes when you said that. I think we're alone uh, now. Yeah. Oh, my God, that's hot. Meanwhile, I'm lying big time because <laughs> Lizzie's three feet away. <laughs> our fact checker. Our, our fact checker. Uh, did that song remind you of anything, maybe, by any chance? Brought back some fond memories, Chris. Did it? Yeah, of a good of, of Cloverfield grade, movie. I was going to say, like, grade <laughs> seven, like, dance? <laughs> no. No, okay, me, me, me neither. It's fine, uh, I don't care. No, never danced with A good Cloverfield Carly. movie? Are you saying, okay, a good Cloverfield. So was that, which one was that? Ten Cloverfield Lane. That was a great Cloverfield movie. It was, yeah. I think it might have been the second best Cloverfield movie. You think the first one was better? I do, because that's what started it all, dude. Definitely wasn't this one. No. Today, folks, on not. Armchair Reviews, we're talking Cloverfield Paradox. Yeah, that's the third one in the franchise. Um, we kind of got this movie dropped in our laps out of spontaneously. Nowhere. We got RKO'd into this movie. <laughs> out of nowhere! <laughs> that's out, right. Watch out, watch out, watch out! It was, oh man, but I w- was I ever pumped though? We were pretty excited, yeah, as soon as they dropped the news on well, Super Bowl we, we Sunday. We texted each other, we tweeted something each other. Yeah. We were like, god damn, do you see that? Fuck! We were like, oh, Cloverfield, because here's the thing. We didn't have anything to watch this week, first of all. Definitely not. The only one that we were gonna going to watch this week was probably The Shape of Water. The Shape of Water, yeah. But I didn't. I didn't really we weren't hyped see. about it. No, well, yeah, but it was probably it was almost guaranteed a better movie than what we watched. Almost definitely because I mean it's just a reimagining. It's a Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro movie Ooh. about uh, pretty much the creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah, a, di- a, a more I, advanced or I think it was said in the '60s actually. But still more uh, modern telling of Creature from the Black Lagoon. And I was like, psh, 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 psh. <laughs> I, 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 didn't really want, I didn't really want to see it. I'll see it when it comes out on DVD or Netflix or whatever the fuck. Yeah, it's a free time. Yeah. But I didn't really want to go see in the, in the theaters. It wasn't whatever. But we, we, we would have still gone to see it if that were the case. For the people. For the people. Yeah, you guys are the, are the people. From the people. From the people. <laughs> for the, for people. the people. For the people that matter. That's exactly what Armchair Reviews is all about. Yeah, we're for the people. But then, we're watching the Super Bowl. Having a great time. And then all of a sudden, a trailer comes out for this. And I was like, oh wait, I thought this movie was called The God Particle. And it wasn't going to be out until later in 2018. <gasps> what? Nope. Surprise. What? Guys, this came out immediately after the Super Bowl. They threw a curveball at us. No shit. And it was released on Netflix. We should mention that. Oh, it was immediately released on Netflix. And that's, of course, of course it did. Because as as you think of it now, when you think about all the other ones, Cloverfield, the first one, in 2008, by the way. Yep. Ten years, years ago, ago. Ten years ago today. It had, it had a viral... <laughs> today, yeah, today. <laughs> today. This, this day, in fact. I don't know if that's true. It had a crazy viral marketing campaign, which is... It was it was never very clear... What was going on in the movie. And that just built the... It was almost like a... Built the suspense. It was like a, a Blair Witch type thing. Yeah. Because it was found footage. But it was also building the suspense of... You didn't really know what this movie was about. You knew it was a thriller. What the fuck is happening? I don't know what's going on. So... It was intriguing to people because people got to make up their own assumptions. Exactly. So it could be intriguing to everyone instead of, well, we're just going to cut our viewing party in half because 
And then the second one came out, 10 Cloverfield Lane, which was not a direct sequel. It was, it was again, a risky move where it was only like a month, maybe two months before the actual movie came out where they released a trailer for it. And it was very more, last minute, very last minute, very claustrophobic type setting. It's more of a, it's, it's set in a, um, like a bomb shelter type thing. You didn't really know what's, what does it have to do with Cloverfield? Yeah. It didn't give anything away in the trailers, but you're like John Goodman, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, great actors, small confine, looks terrifying. I'm in. Okay, good. Sold me. And then this one comes out. It's like, oh, by the way, we're releasing it in an hour from now. <laughs> yeah. Watch it on Netflix. With one trailer. And we're kind of like, like, we were excited because we like the Cloverfield universe. But I was so excited, but I was not. Ex- I was expecting to go to the theater for this, and then all of a sudden, like, oh, by the way, it's out on Netflix. You can watch it at home. Yeah. What the fuck? Thank God we didn't go to the theater for it. <laughs> okay. Well, thank God it was free. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Let's talk about the first Cloverfield, uh, and then we'll talk about the second one, and then we'll get into the Cloverfield paradox. So, James, um, what did you think? Oh, yes. You're James. I'm Chris. Yeah, people know this. You know this. They man. know this. Whatever. Introductions. You're not, you're not new to us. We're new to you. <laughs> <laughs> if you're new to listening to us. But what did you think of the first Cloverfield? The OG Cloverfield, if you will. So when we were growing up, uh, the only other movie that was really filmed. We was... were 17, by the way, when yeah, this came we, out. We were or se- 16, 17, around that age. Yeah, or, yeah give yeah, or take. Either one. Give or take a couple months, you know. So anyhow, growing up, the only other movie that really came out that was super popular with like the found footage style filming was The Blair Witch Project. Which was, I think, nine years prior. Yeah, we were super young for that. But my, I don't know, I don't know, sister, you have older siblings as well? Yeah. Yeah, so we both probably watched it before we should have watched it. Wrong choice. <laughs> Wrong choice. Wrong choice. Super freaky movie. And it's, <laughs> again, it's kind of all up to your imagination while they're filming, right? And so, super scary. For, for Blair Witch. For Blair Witch, there, There's yeah, a little so bit more given in Cloverfield, but yeah. yeah. And so, I was super excited because I was really drawn to Blair Witch Project and everyone loved it. And now that we get this new movie, yeah. like you said, with the trailers, we don't really know what's happening. Yeah. We're kind of led to our own assumptions of what's going on, <laughs> but we know that it's going to be another found footage film, and not everybody... Is crazy about that, but I was super excited for it. So People, I, I remember yeah. I had like seven friends over. We like we stuffed downstairs because it never came to our theater in your life. It didn't? No, it didn't come to our theater. Oh my god! Yeah. Fuck, you so, missed out, dude. Yeah, so I got it the day it was released because I was working at Walmart at the time. Nice. So we got it the day it was released. I had like seven, eight friends over after Walmart closed. Came over, piled downstairs. So my your basement. entire group was amped up for this movie. Oh yeah, we were so stoked. Nice. We watched it. Obviously, like locked in the whole movie. Lights off. Lights off. Perfect. It was an awesome, awesome time. I think we even watched it twice, like again, right again, like back to back, because we were just like, "This is fucking awesome!" Like we need to reabsorb everything. Yeah. And yeah, so I've owned, I own it, so I've seen it a few times. Great movie. You, you it was such it. such a good start to the universe. And and for that movie too, like it was, it's kind of like a uh, like almost like a Godzilla attacking, right? Yeah, but. Okay, think of the actors that are involved in that. T.J. Miller, the comic relief, who is now a huge, a com- huge comedian hit. now. Yeah. Uh, Mar- the actress that plays Marlena. What, what's her name? Um, she uh, she's in a bunch. She's in. Th- um, fuck. She plays one of the sex therapists in the. No, like she's she's actually really good. I got it. I got it. Here, wait. I'm gonna 
Lizzie Kaplan. That's what it is. Lizzie Kaplan. Um, yeah, fucking what's it, what's his name? Uh, uh, Michael Stahl David, David yeah. who's the main actor. He's also in season three of Narcos. You have um, uh, Jessica Lucas, uh, who plays Lily. She's the girlfriend of um, uh, Buddy there, uh, Rob Michael Stahl David. She's also in uh, Gotham, and uh, Odette. No, sorry, uh, Odette Annabelle. Annabelle. Yeah, she's the girlfriend of Rob, and she plays Beth. So there's a bunch of actors in here that since then have made quite a name for themselves. They're killing it right now. I, first of all, so my experience with Cloverfield, um, I had a movie theater right down, we call it down the hill from my house because it's literally down the hill. It's probably like a <laughs> 10 minute walk from my place. Clever name. Yeah, yeah. It's down the hill, dude. And there's a Cineplex Odeon or whatever. We saw it, a group of us and uh, Rob, who was on this podcast before actually, um, we went to see it together, I think, and we were both pumped up for this movie. We saw it, and we were just so amped up, dude. We <laughs> we were so hyped for this movie. It it delivered everything that we wanted because the, all the viral marketing sold us hardcore, young little lads, and I loved everything everything about it. Even the creature design, which was seems kind of silly now when you think about it, but. When you think about like Godzilla and stuff like that, you have all these uh, iconic giant monsters. This one was new, yeah. it, and it it did what something else didn't didn't do before. It was like dropping off parasites from its body. Like it was it was excreting, but not excreting like little miniatures of itself, which is fucking terrifying. Yeah, and those were almost scarier than the big ass monsters. Exactly, because like... they're fucking like little ferocious little like waist high little demons. Yeah. Oh, I love that. It was so terrifying. Whereas, like, Godzilla, you're just like, oh, it's just a... It's just, just fire a, breath. It's fire. just a big dragon. He's got one move. <laughs> but, yeah, exactly. So, that was really cool. And people really get frustrated with the found footage. I actually really I like, like found footage. Yeah. People get, like... um like Especially like, in these, like, kind of suspense, borderline thriller... Yeah. Like, especially since Blair Witch happened. Blair Witch Project. People hate the shaky cam. Shaky cam it can actually really fuck people up. I understand it. I don't feel it. Yeah, I don't feel it either. Don't so, be a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> don't be a bitch, James says. I tend to agree with that. Some people kind of get vertigo, and I get that. That's, that's fine. But I, I find if it's a, it's a, if it's a well-done found footage... It is so much more impactful because it makes it that much more real. Yeah, I think that's that. Agree. Oh, it, you, it's yeah, so it's, much better. It's like a first-person footage. You feel you feel like you're there. I feel like that's why the first and maybe even second or the Paranormal Activity franchises, for example, even though that was filmed in 2007, it wasn't popular until 2009. That's why it succeeded because it was done well. The later ones are questionable, obviously. But that's why that movie the first one was succeeded. Huge. It was huge because they had like it's as it's, they had it's, like a five dollar budget. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and it like <laughs> it blew up, and they're like, okay, now we can pay. We paid for seven more movies. Exactly. The yeah, one. the different camera and everything angles, else like is just great. Exactly. So, what this what these movies tell you is like what what's le- less is shown, more is better. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. Uh, so I'm I'm done uh, coming over Cloverfield one. one. Yeah. yeah. So James, what do you think of uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane? 
a little bit different. Yeah, we but we, we were briefly talking about this before we went live. Uh, but yeah, it's a little bit different. It's not found footage. Um, like you said, it's a claustrophobic feel. You're they're just they they're essentially stuck in that one room for the majority of the movie, right? Right. Well, there's a couple rooms, but it's, it's underground. Yeah, yeah, underground. The, I, I should say not the one a room, bunker. but the bunker. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of like a bomb shelter. We were discussing bunkers, storage area converted, whatever. You know, crazy Americans. John doing, Goodman doing their thing. How good is he? <laughs> Classic John Goodman. I honestly here. John I'm putting Goodman, on the record. John John Goodman, John Goodman needed to get a fucking Oscar nominee for that fucking role. Okay. Yeah. What a psycho, but so good. <laughs> yeah, John, John Goodman was awesome in that movie. Probably one of his best his best uh, outings, I think. Easily one in, in the past couple of years? Oh, in the past couple of years, 100%. But overall, in his whole career, that was probably his best role. Like, he did good. I uh, He killed it. I can't think of his other roles right now. It might be Monuments Men, maybe. But uh, he's done a lot of silly stuff lately, too. Like, he was in... Uh, Flintstones in like ninety eight, like the Hangover three or whatever. Was he in Hangover? Yeah, he was. And uh, like, yeah, I don't know. He's done some silly stuff. Uh, The Big Lebowski. He was good in that. though. He was good in that. But again, it was a more supporting role. role. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Ten Cloverfield Lane, another good movie, a great installment, a great second piece. Like you said, it was risky. It was completely different. They didn't really promote it beforehand no they were like a trailer a couple weeks month before boom it's coming out and it came out like again i don't even think it, it definitely didn't come to theaters here so it i, I no, it did it did because i was living in yellowknife at the time when dude. it came out yeah so it did our fact checker here lizzie and i went to see it in checker. in theaters she didn't even want to go see it classic lizzie she she came with me and she actually enjoyed it she was scared obviously yeah i even got a couple jumps but it was worth it this thing about this movie is, it's not necessarily a Cloverfield movie, but it is. I'll get back to that later once we talk about Paradox. This movie, it, it's it's more of a, uh, it's a contained film, obviously. You're, the tension is from the characters, and it's really, there's three guys, three people. Yeah, three people that uh, matter. John Goodman, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, and the other dude, I can't remember his name right now, but he's also the antagonist in Hush. Uh, James is going to look that up right now. But it's the three of them, and they're all trying to live together. And you think it's all hunky-dory, but there's some underlying secrets. And why the fuck are they being locked in? That's, the, that's John Gallagher Jr.? John Gallagher Jr., that's his name. But it's like, why the fuck? I don't get why this is a Cloverfield movie. Is there, is there some sort of uh, disease? Is there is there giant monsters outside? Why is this movie called Cloverfield? Why is there a Cloverfield in it? Yeah. And then you get to the end of it, and you're like... Oh, but it's kind of different. It's kind of different. Like, wait, this. I thought this. The monster in the old one came from the sea. I spat on you. Sorry. A little bit. And then, <laughs> and then this one. It seems like aliens are intruding. I don't really get it, but still so good because the the intensity of it were came from the actors' performances. The actors in this drove the movie, and that's exactly what you needed from this type of movie yeah in a confined space you need those people to have that kind of charisma to keep it at a high level the whole Actually, time you know what i said how cloverfield one was the best one earlier in this movie yeah i almost think this one, one tops it that's what because I was I was kinda, of the performances yeah because you only have so much to do and oh my god these these actors in this movie fucking lifted it so much so much 
from what it could do, could, could, could not have, have been. Could not have been. Exactly. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Could not have been. Because it, it's easy to toss some people in the room, but we've seen movies like that before where they've just failed. Yeah. Where they've had, like, you can look back at Saw movies, for example, where you get a group of people that are stuck in the same building or whatever. First Saw movie, great. Everyone Perfect. else was like, ah, oh, I'm retired. I don't know what to do. Yeah. Ooh. Idiots. Yeah, that's exactly that's the exact sound they made. <laughs> it's like but, Water Boy. Yeah. <laughs> Adam Sandler's a saint. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they killed it. They did good, and that's what I was saying. I don't even know if we started recording it, but I was kind of saying that I think the second one was the best, not by much, but slightly better than the first one, especially for the general audience being everyone. Cause, yeah, because of because of shaky cam, and this one it could also be seen as a standalone. The second one at, yeah. at this point before Paradox came out, yeah, this one could be seen as a standalone. Yeah, you could regardless of the name, it could be you could watch this one and, and be not, satisfied with it. Yeah, and not just as know is. that it has anything to do with the first one. Yeah, exactly. However, with Paradox, Here, dun, okay. So now we're talking about Cloverfield Paradox. All right, here we go. So what do you think about Cloverfield Paradox as a whole? Just real quick before we get into details. As a whole, off the top of my head, without getting into details, it was boring. A little bit, right? Yeah. Kind of. I think it, it, well, I mean, obviously, just calling it boring, it could obviously be better. Yeah. But I don't think they were that far off from making it better. No. But at the same time, yeah, it was kind of a snooze fest. There was something missing, right? Yeah. There's an overhaul overhaul overall they needed an overhaul (laughs) yeah seriously there's something missing about it excuse me so this movie like obviously we're really happy about it was it was initially called the the god particle it was coming out in sometime in 2018 we didn't know and in typical cloverfield fashion where you didn't know what the fuck was going to happen with it poof poof all of a sudden after super bowl guess what it's on netflix it's available to everybody cool so I tried to watch it immediately. As long as you pay your $14 <laughs> a month. Yeah, they jacked the prices, but... How dare you, Netflix? Netflix, we still love you. If you want to sponsor us, it's whatever. Whatever. Yeah, I've, I've, been <laughs> si- I've been signed up since the first day. <laughs> We're loyal customers, whatever. Paying that $8 a month, and you do me like that? We're not pleading sponsors. It's fine. No, but we're just trying to tell you to not charge us six more dollars a month. But we've been jacking you up. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Whatever. We love you, Netflix. We love you, Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> but you um, back. Really, I like I, I like the whole marketing of it because it was so sudden and it like I love how it just came to me. I didn't have to go out to see it. No, it just like boom, it's right there. And it it was neat the way they did it because so many people watch the Super Bowl too. Oh yeah, and everyone and even people watch the commercials, or like they watch Super Bowl just for the commercials rather than the actual football. That's itself. true, yeah. So even for the people that weren't watching the Super Bowl live, they're gonna pop up on YouTube a few minutes later. Boom, twenty eighteen Super Bowl commercials. And they're gonna see guess what? See that trailer? Yep. Find out it's out, and boom, there you go. And it's everyone it, in America knows. You know, it might be even smart for them to do that because they're saving money on advertising because they they'll pay they'll pay a lump sum to have that one in the time. Super Bowl in the Super Bowl one time. Yeah. And I don't know if I don't, obviously I'm not in advertising or something, but it may be like one time lump sum, and then boom, it's out. By the way, we're out later tonight. Yeah. Without that whole. A three-month, four-month advertising campaign. It's just, boom, it's right out there. Yeah. So that might have paid dividends for them. Um, who knows? Yeah. 
their budget wasn't too crazy, 45 mil. That's what Wikipedia says. Yeah. Uh, I think IMDb wants this listed as like 20 million or something like that. Yeah, I think 26, but various. We'll, we'll call it 45 for now. Uh, in the middle, let's let's do averages. <laughs> let's do the mean. It'll probably be like 30, 32 million, which is still for for what it like. It's a lot of space stuff. A lot of there's a couple of effects in there. Yeah, some effects. That's, that's I mean, they pretty, destroyed that's the city. Good. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Did they? Yeah. What? I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember when uh, Ava's husband, what's his name, Michael? Mm. He's going to go to the hospital to There's help, a couple scenes with... You don't out. even see it getting destroyed. It's all it's all already dilapidated, so it's like a green screen. It's fine. But, um, yeah, so this movie, James said he wasn't very happy with it. I was also kind of underwhelmed, but... There were some good things that came out of it. There are a lot of people that shit, are shitting on this movie, and I would love to be one of them because yeah, I'm like... It's got some tough ratings right now. I love the Cloverfield franchise. I want to see it expand. And although this movie, on initial review, I've watched it one and a half times because the, <laughs> the first time I watched it was immediately after the Super Bowl, which I was slightly intoxicated for. Sli- only slightly. It's fine. Slightly. And... <laughs> And then I watched it again with James or, uh, earlier this week, and I understood a lot more of it now. But it was still underwhelming. There some again. We'll get back to the good parts, but it just uh, it just was lackluster. It I I like where it just seems too much of a stepping stone for what's to come, and I'm excited for what's to come because it opens a wide ass door. For all these type of possibilities yeah. for Cloverfield to go. That's so, what I did like. Yeah, that's the huge benefit of it. And just off the bat, it's kind of a lame, boring, I don't want to say shitty because it wasn't that bad, but just a not a good way of trying to tie together the first two movies and then opening up yeah. everything else. So it was, it was mar- I guess it was kind of marketed as a direct sequel to Cloverfield 1. Um, I can see that. Obviously, at the end, um, you get that. But, again, it's really loose. Second one, the 10 Cloverfield Lane, almost seems like its own standalone movie. Again, you get, if you really understand the movie, it'll understand. you'll understand it more. You'll get it, why it's connected why all it's into part one. Of the yeah. Universe, yeah. So, we could probably... Let's break it down. Let's break okay, it down. We can get into Let's, the plot a little James, bit. James, break down the plot. Real quick, real quick. Let's get into the plot. So this one is based in 2028. Yes. Um, the Earth is going through an energy crisis. That's correct. There's like a lack of ways to use energy, I guess, or to... Resources are getting yeah, resource. bundled up somehow. I don't yeah. know. There's, there's they, energy they lacking. Really, yeah. Energy is lacking. That's a good word for it. They don't really go into too much detail. Anyhow, so they've... Uh, created this Cloverfield station to go up into yeah. space to try to find a new way to uh, make energy. They think they found it, and then the only way they can do that safely is in space. Is in if space. They, if they were to do it on Earth, the Earth would get you, they, probably they, imploded or something. Yeah, they lead you to believe that the Earth could essentially explode, or there is an explosion or something. Too many people would be harmed, is They're what very, they said. It's, it's very similar to the fears of the Hadron Collider in, where is it, in Sweden or Switzerland or something uh, like that? Yeah, somewhere in Scandinavia. Somewhere over there. <laughs> Anyhow, so they send the Cloverfield Station away from Earth. We talk movies, guys. We don't know science, okay? <laughs> into space. We're athletes, not yeah, scientists. We're athletes. <laughs> and so they send the, the Cloverfield Station into space, and yeah. they've 
they've got the particle accelerator, which for whatever reason they've named the Shepard. The Shepard, yeah. Um, it's a it's an international space crew. Yeah, so there's yeah. a bunch of people from all over the place. We can get to that later. Later, but, yeah. Uh, and yeah, so they're trying to fire this thing up. Uh, and it, it's essentially a big beam. It's a beam trying of. to produce uh, um, restorable energy or something like that. Yeah, but they again, they don't really get into the type of energy, but... Anyhow, so they're trying to fire up the shepherd, and think of, it uh, fails a couple times. Think of uh, Tony Stark's uh, fucking chest. Uh, chest arc reactor. Uh, the arc it's reactor, like a reusable yeah. energy type yeah. thing. I don't know. Maybe. So they they get up into space and they fire this thing up like pretty much right off the get go, and it guess what? It, it fails. It fails. It like overheats or there's whatever happens, it doesn't work. And and then it there's goes a, on to like a time warp or not time yeah. warp, but it it goes over days, days, days. So day sixteen, they try it. And then day 27, and then day 130, and then day yeah. 400. So you then... find out that they've been there for just under two years. It's like six, we're, we're in it's like 670 days. Yeah, or we're, like in, that. we're in the 600 something days. And Ava's talking to her husband, Michael, and she. The main character, Ava. Ava, yeah. She's talking to her husband, Michael, who's back on Earth, and she's kind of like, oh, we only really have power to do three more attempts, and then like the, the station's going to shut down, essentially, or whatever. It just doesn't they, have that many more tries yet. Yeah, they make it seem like it's a pretty grieved situation. Anyhow, so they go and they try it again. Oh, but the reason why uh, they, they're on timeline, because back on Earth, it, there's there's almost rumblings of a World War Three because uh, Michael, the Ava's husband, is saying, like, Russian troops are going to do a ground assault on Germany or something. Yeah, Russians are being dicks. You have, li- you have, little, <laughs> you have little hints that... Uh, there's about to be a revolution or something. There's something yeah. ca- catastrophic so, on Earth. Do you need energy to save the planet? ASAP, yeah. So they're in a little bit of time crunch because of the threat of another world war breaking out. But at the same time, they have to have, like, everything is obviously has to be, you know, precise, whatever science. Has to be Gucci, dude. Yeah, it has to be Gucci main. <laughs> and so they, they get it all set up to go again. And this time they're able to hold a stable. Stable beam. A stable beam. But then. Zoom! Uh, yeah, like, I think what happens that time is when. They just. The, they open up the. They. They split the dimensions. They get transferred across the yes. the solar system. That's what happens, and that's the inciting incident. So they get they separate things. They they lose themselves. They disappear from Earth's solar system, or no, sorry, they disappear from Earth's um, gravitational pull, whatever the um, the beam, whatever. So the beam, as soon as they get the stable beam, it's just about to get to one hundred percent, and it overloads. Right, and that and it causes a power surge on the station, and yep. then all of a sudden, boom! That's when the dimensions open, tear, open yeah. up, or tear, however you want to call you it. You don't know this though, but so then they're kind of all like, "Oh shit!" Like we only got two more tries left. Everyone's kind of, you know, getting fed up at this point. The Russian guy on the station is being a dick, and, and they realize, wait, where did the fuck did Earth go? Yeah, and they realize. Oh, Earth didn't move. We moved. Yeah, they moved, and then they kind of realized that, oh, shit, maybe all the... Maybe we did tear dimensions. Maybe who the fuck knows where we are right now. Because there, uh, there was a bit of a, a newscast there with uh, the actor Donald Logue. He's, he's Mark Stabler, I think. He's like, oh, this could cause a bunch of terror... He's back on Earth. He's, he's, he's like a conspiracy theorist, but he's also like a physicist or something yeah who coincidentally enough he shares the last name of 
John Goodman's character's last name, hmm. uh, which is like a little, uh, little, 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 little tidbit, uh, little tidbit, tidbit for you. Little bit of info. But I don't know. You don't know if they're related at all because it's different universes type thing. But whoever his theory pretty much partially comes correct, and they split the dimensions, and so a whole lot of wonky shit happens, and they realize dimensions are crisscrossing and they're intertwining themselves with what's happening. So you get a whole bunch of wacky shit. So. Yeah, there's there's some spooky stuff starts happening on the ship. First, this is where the the thriller part of the movie really comes in. Yeah. So first of all, the Russian guy. Some so they've they've got like a farm of worms on the but ship. The, that's not important. Let's talk about the Russian guy comes across. He reads the German guy's logs, and thinks he's oh, yeah. gonna sabotage so, the ship. So in this other dimension that they've transferred to the. The German fellow Schmidt is his yeah. last name. Daniel, the actor Daniel Brühl, who's also in Captain America: Civil War yeah. as Baron Nemo or Zemo, I should say. Yeah. So his his name is Schmidt, and he typical in, in yeah classic <laughs> in uh, in this universe. He's talking back to like the German military, and he's going to sabotage the whole thing. That so we'll talk Earth Two. His version of Earth Two yeah, is we'll call it being a prick. Dimension so, Two, Earth yeah. Two. So Earth, Earth two One being, guy is is in Earth Two now. Yeah, but he's not Earth Two guy. But he's not Earth Two guy. So yeah. Earth One guy is now in Dimension Two, where Earth Two is being a dick. And I guess D- Earth Two talked to Schmidt Two. They whatever, and Schmidt Two was like, "Yeah, I'll fuck over this whole thing on purpose." So now that those logs are in. Ship. Earth One's ship. Yeah, Earth One's Even ship. Even though it's in Earth Two's. It's this yeah. sounds really confusing, but if you watch the movie, <laughs> yeah. it's not confusing yeah. at all. It's all Anyhow, over the place. It's so, interdimensional yeah. bullshit. Yeah. So the Russian guy reads his logs and he's like, "Oh fuck, he's trying to fuck us over." So the Russian guy, three D prints a gun, yeah. and but he, he's also he's his all, skin's coming rubber. Yeah, his eyes going wonky. He's he also, notices something's going. Yeah, wonky. he knows something's messed up. There's some interdimensional whack shit going on. He's infested with worms. Anyways, he prints his gun and he's going to kill Schmidt and the uh, and Asian lady Tam. Tam Tam, Tam is her last name. Anyway, so he's he goes and he confronts them and just as he's about to pull the trigger, he kind of he has a seizure. He has a seizure and dies. And then oh no, he doesn't. Uh, yeah, and then all dies. the worms burst out of his burst mouth. Out of, out of his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> They all come, like, spewing out of his mouth and whatnot, and you're like, okay, this is fucking weird. He's dead. <laughs> Volkov. Uh, yeah, Tam, you're right. Tam, yeah, 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 I yeah, killed him. And then they find... The guy wrote in his chest and stuff. No, no, that's not yet. Yeah. But they it's find, fine. They find Jensen we, in the it's wall. It's fine. It's fine. We don't worry about that. But the Jensen thing is important. Because hey, technically... Let's talk about the Jensen thing right now, because... They find Jensen... That's probably the, one of the best scenes in this movie, yeah, is when... Because they've interdimensional and stuff like that, things aren't what they seem. They they hear a noise in the wall. They open the wall, and then boom, there's a lady in the wall. Jensen, she's stuck. Like there's electrical going through her through the, her body. The like oh, it's beautiful body horror. Yeah, I know it's, it's, it sounds sick when you say beautiful body horror, but it looks very one of cool. the best scenes where she's like, oh, there's wire. Oh, it's so gross. And so they're cutting the wires out yeah, of her, and they're free like, here. There's wires, and there's like beams going <sighs> through her. Yeah, there's a bunch of weird shit. Anyway, she's stuck in the wall. Obviously not supposed to be there. Elizabeth Debicki, the actress, she's also in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. She plays Aisha. She's also in Man from U.N.C.L.E. as the 
haughty blondie. Uh, she's I forgot her name in that. Like six foot five and pale as fuck in this movie. <laughs> she's actually six foot three. Yeah. But still tall as Close fuck. Enough. In yeah. space, she's six foot five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so they find her in a wall and they pull her out of the wall, whatever, and they're kind of confused about like why is she here? She's kind of spewing this bullshit, and then they're like definitely realizing that they're in a different dimension yeah, at this that, point. She's the she's the catalyst for realizing that, that they're in another a different dimension because she's the uh, the engineer. Where in the in, in, in dimension wait, wait, two in, in dimension, dimension two, two and Tam and, and is Tam, the engineer in dimension that's one. That's right. And yeah. so she's like, "Who the hell is this chick?" And she yeah. like points at Tam, and everyone's like, "Well, what do you mean?" And she's like, "Well, everyone is here." I don't know. She's going crazy essentially. So she spews this shit, and then they're all—they all realize like, "Oh my fucking god!" Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you know a lot more about us than I thought you would. It's not too like climatic or anything. But yeah, the next and like last really like spooky thing that happens. Monday is doing repairs on that same wall. Yeah. Do, 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 do. He's fixing it, sealing it up with his <laughs> with his super cool stuff. Yeah. And his arm just goes through the wall. Yeah. And then gets dragged a little he bit. Gets Dragged around in the wall, it's kind of like weird, and you don't really know what's going on. And Mundy's actually a little bit of comic relief. He's he's like the funny Chris guy. Chris O'Dowd. Yeah, he's yeah. the he's the funny guy on the ship. And then boom, he like pulls away from the wall, and his arm is just clean Arms off. Gone. There's no pain, no nothing. Can we just talk about this real quick though? Because it comes up a little bit later on too, a little bit later. But how fucking chill. Is his character yeah, I, for I losing that. an arm? I asked that. I was like, Yeah, no. That's the that's like, the first question I asked. Is like, if you I lost understand. an arm, no matter no feeling, no whatever, pain, but you're missing an arm, dude. Your arm is gone. You have clearly you see Not your fucking only. tibia and or whatever the fucking ulna and radius. Tibia in your leg. I know. Shut up. Your ulna and radius bone. And your humorous, just you, you see, you see your arm opening it's as a fucking up. steak, and he's like, "Oh, whatever, whatever, I'm fine, dude. He's I'm Irish, chill. yeah, no problem." And then to top it off, they find his fucking arm just walking, walking around in the hallway, and so they get his arm, they capture it, whatever, and then his arms kind of looks like it's trying to write something. They give it a pen, it says, "Cut open the Russian." They cut open the Russian. And then the Russian has the gyro in the it. The gyro in it. And the whole reason they've lost their communications to Earth is because they haven't had the gyro. So they take the gyro, they plug it back into the Cloverfield station, and boom, they found Earth. They can talk to Earth again. Ugh. It's I know kind it, of a, it's a weird mess. I know, I know it sounds confusing. Once you've seen it, you'll understand. Obviously, if you're listening to this, you should understand because that's what we're talking about. But it, it's kind of a whole jumble but and at the it same is time, a bit of a jumble. So that all happens. Pretty much majority of the plot. They get to the end. Uh, Jensen. Gen- yeah, but the Jensen's still kind of locked up. So Volkov's dead at this point. Uh, Monday, oh. Monday blows up. He dies. Let's talk about okay. Let's talk about Jen or uh, Monday's death and uh, Tam's death. So. They realize Tam. Tam realizes that the only reason why the the shit didn't work was because there's condensation. So she goes to try to figure it out, uh, yeah. but then water starts filling up abundantly out of nowhere in a in a locked cell. So okay, fuck off. Why is water just all of a sudden of filling up out of nowhere? That's bullshit. And then I mean, once it does, like the the whole thing busts open and it freezes, she dies. 
That seems cool. It's pretty but cool. Why did it happen? Also, second of all, why did uh, Mundy's fucking uh, um, fucking spray uh, uh, sealant start to like start coming across in the magnetic thing off. and then grab him and start filling yeah. in his holes? Bullshit again. So what I'm wondering, and then he blows up. And he blo- well, the carbon dioxide, the CO2 thing blows up. So what I'm wondering is, is this dimension like almost a character in and of itself because it's trying to combat people that aren't supposed to be in its own dimension? Because that's a whole lot. That's what it seems like, right? It does, yeah. But they don't. They don't really explain it. But they don't why? Why are these all. certain things happening? That shouldn't be happening. There, there's a full cell of water just ex- escaping, and it's there's just, no reason for it. It's just for the sake of happening. I know. I, I yeah. you're trying. To, you're trying to give it too much credit. It's just for the sake of happening. Really, they're trying to kill people off to open room for Jetson to come in to do her thing. I get that, but it's still frustrating as fuck. I know you need people to die, but. And, and their creative way to die, but make it make sense because now you're just making the ship seem like it's autonomous and trying to kill these people when it's like, it's when, when, when it's not the ship, it seems like the autonomous dimension. It's like, it's like a final destination where these people are meant to die because they're not in the right place. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know what I mean? Like yeah, that's, it's kind of what it feels like, but I don't think that's what it's, supposed that's not to what it's like. supposed to mean, but that's a whole, that's what I got from it. Maybe it's what you felt like it. And, I don't know. It's, it's just stupid. Anyhow, and while these people are dying, you don't really give a fuck. Because mm. you know nothing about anyone except good, for Ava. Good point. There's no there's no character development other than Ava. She's the only one that has a husband that you realize who has a husband or had kids. She obviously fucked up back in Earth 1. Her kids are dead, whatever. You, yeah. you know, you're so, so sorry, whatever. At least she has character development. And she's, you know, she goes through an arc where... Oh, I I miss my kids. Oh, I'm gonna go back to Earth. I'm gonna go back to Earth on Earth two and see them, and they'll understand. But no, I can't do that because, because Earth two Earth me is two, here. Earth yeah, Earth two me is here, and I need to Ava save. Two. I need to save because I need to Earth save two Earth one and Earth two whatever the fucking name is. It's a mess. Oh my god. But anyhow, you you don't give a fuck about anyone, and even Ava at the same time, like her kids, they're dead in Earth One, but then in Earth Two, and she kind of plays the. Want to go see the guitar? You get a bit of compassion fatigue for Ava here, okay? Just, you get a little bit of it, because it's like the shut time, the fuck. There's a lot be, of lingering because, camera angles on her. It's yeah, like because uh, she's for me. the only one we know anything about. I think you care less because they just shove it down your throat yeah. the whole time. If you knew more about Schmidt or Mundy or. Volkov or yeah. Jensen, Keel, who the fuck ever, yeah. then it would balance out. Then if they only gave Ava a couple times where she actually felt bad, then you would feel bad instead Absolutely. of her feeling shitty the whole movie. Exactly. It's just like a mope fest every, for Ava. Yeah, yeah, every time she comes on, she's like, oh, here's the fucking downer. And, and yeah, no, it's 100%, that's like 100, no, that's like 100% what it is. And you, you see Michael, her husband, has a little bit of a story arc uh, on Earth because, you know, the Whatever happens on, on he's Earth One, a doc. yeah. So as soon as they he open helps, the dimensions, he helps a little kid, and he's trying to find their parents' stuff. As soon as they ho- open up the 
dimension or two yeah. of the dimensions or whatever. That's when shit, shit starts going Spania. south on, on Earth. Earth. Yeah. So he's watching the news or whatever, and he hears that shit's going down. So he's a doctor. He's rushing to the hospital to help save more people. Whatever. Is he a doctor? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so that's why he's going to the hospital, and then he finds the young girl. Like, right. In an destroyed building. I don't know her fucking name. It doesn't matter. It's a little it's little a Susie. Relevant, <laughs> a relevant. But and then when he picks her up, he finds out that the hospital is destroyed. So that's why he just takes right. her back. There's a bunch to, of text messages and yeah, stuff. And that's why he takes her back to his place and starts. You also working the magic. See a mysterious oh. movement in the clouds. Yeah, you see a shadow of shadow. the. Woo. Of I don't the, know. I don't know what monster. is it. I don't you know, know. It's I don't know. the monster from Waterfield. I don't know. Anyhow, <laughs> but um, anyway, they they ended up. Um, what's her face? Uh, Jensen. She she kills. No, no, no here's the thing. Yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who she kills. It matters what she says though. Uh am I willing to kill three people to, to save, to save eight billion? Yeah. Yes. So that whole I don't want to say dichotomy, but that whole that whole dilemma yeah, of that what, whole what like I do? personal dilemma, that's perfect. Because that's her world down there. That is her world, yeah, and she these does, she does these people because her crew in her eyes has already died. They've already died. Their she should have been up. dead. Their ship blew up. Their ship blew up. So she doesn't. Am I going to save my world right now? Yes, because I have the chance to save eight billion on my planet. Yeah. This is on these Earth people. Two. These people on Earth One. These aren't from my planet. No. I don't give a fuck about their world. Yeah. This is my time. So she becomes a villain in the last end. Yeah. So she takes in the last. She takes uh, whatever the scene or whatever three D printed gun, and so she becomes not just a villain, but I mean she becomes a villain in the viewer's eyes. But yeah. she becomes that much more complex, which is who does she appreciated? Who does she kill? She kills oh, Monk. Monk. We didn't fucking mention Monk. Doesn't time. matter. Doesn't yeah, matter. He dude. doesn't matter. But doesn't he's matter. pretty much the doctor, and that's why his name's yeah. Monk. Yeah. So yeah, blah, blah. kills Monk. Kills he Monk. shoots Schmidt twice. Twice. She knocks out Ava, yeah, and That's but then it. yeah, and then but then Ava, Ava kills, kills her through a fucking window or whatever. Yeah, but um, anyway, so Ava and Schmidt end up producing. They they fire up the shepherd. They do their thing. They produce the beam. They get back it's home. Stable beam, and they they escape pod, and they and this is the this now, is the best. Now they're back in dimension Earth one, one. Earth one. Yeah, All Earth of a one. sudden, who the fuck? How we don't know. Whatever they're back at Earth One, they escape pod. Michael's pissed because they they yep. set up a communication thing. Yeah, so okay. Michael's pissed. Thanks. I just want before you get to the very <laughs> end, Michael is like because they've set the communications back up with uh, the Cloverfield station. Yeah, Michael's trying to be like, "Yo, tell Ava and them not to leave the station." Yeah, but they refuse to tell them that, and he's trying to tell them that because shit's going down on Earth. Obviously, what? They don't tell Ava and Schmidt that. So Ava and Schmidt hop in the little escape pod. They come back. Everything's honky-dory. And then you see the the last second of the movie. just It's huge. It comes, like, over the clouds. It's the same Cloverfield monster from Cloverfield 1 in 2008 bursts through the clouds so that you have to imagine this creature is at least 100 times the size of the first Cloverfield monster. Same identical look with the puffing eyes and like gangly arms and stuff. Just, bursts through the clouds and just roars. Yeah. And like the pot just crashes. Just, well, it goes through the clouds and then it pops up. Like 
Yeah, it you don't see it crash into him, but it's the exact same spot, like yeah. within seconds. So did they, did they live? I don't know. That's but, what we're led to believe. But that's how it ends on. So I, again, that ending is probably my favorite part because everyone's saying that's the part that ties it all together. Yeah. But the whole thing that ties it all together is the fact that There's... it's a paradox. This thing is ripped multiple dimensions apart. So Earth 1, 2, 3, which is pretty much all that these movies are. They're on separate universes. Different multi-tiers are Cloverfield, 10 Cloverfield Lane, and Cloverfield Paradox. They're all on different planets, essentially, because they're on different uh, dimensions. Yeah. So especially since Cloverfield 1, 2008. Cloverfield Paradox, 2028. If you listen to Donald Logue's characters, Mark Stambler's, and his uh, TV uh, warning or his conspiracy theory, it's, it splits up time and space. So it doesn't matter where you are in the timeline because time is a fucking construction. It'll does, – it doesn't matter. So that's why – It doesn't matter, folks. It's split up. That's why the monster came in 2008 in that world. But that's why monsters came in 2828 in this world – it's all fucking tied together from one action. Even though it's one action, it's it's multiplicitous. Yep, that's a word, multiplicitous. It's the same thing as duplicitous. I think it's a word. <laughs> I hope it's a word. It makes you sound really smart right now. It's a word now. <laughs> it's a word now. Check it up. Webster's. But that's and then in Ten Cloverfield Lane, that's why instead of monsters and stuff, it's aliens. Because who knows what happened with that? Yeah, who knows that? Because it's it's spaceships and stuff in Ten Cloverfield Lane at the end of it, but that's why it's it all. And the thing is, with ripping the dimensions open, which I think is what you're trying to get at, is yeah. that it's not just the one monster. It can, exactly, it, you rip into so many different dimensions that you can get all these different type of like horrors coming back. Exactly, all, all these threats, these different kinds of. Threats. As he says, it's like it's it's monsters, aliens, beasts from the sea, yeah. demons. Whatever you can all sorts think of. So that's what leads open to. That's why I like this. I don't like the movie per se. There's good things I like about it. We talked about but it. But the point it gets across is a good point. Is that it's going to lead open to an, a multiplex of ideas of Chlorfield sequels that could be fantastic, and they don't all have to relate to each other. No, they can they all can relate just, to the paradox. They pretty much just have to have the name and then yeah. re- refer to this movie. And let's talk about that right now because we've done a little research. <laughs> uh, there's going to be a Cloverfield Four. Uh, it's called right now. Obviously, they have working titles for these movies. Obviously, this one was supposed to be called God Particle. The next one is coming out in October called Cloverfield Overlord. October this year. Yeah, 2018. Oh shit! So it's called Overlord, and it happens when two uh, U.S. paratroopers. Land in World War Two Germany. Yeah, so we're talking and about 1940s, folks. Nineteen, I think it's said 1944. Yeah, where they discover uh, German forces are using supernatural whatevers. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, so we're excited for the basis of that movie as of now. Yeah, and uh, as you can see, I'm pretty amped up for. It. I love this movie. I did. I love this franchise, as it say. should say, <laughs> not say. But this movie is a good stepping stone. I didn't like it, 
but I liked things but of it. It's necessary at the same time. It event. is necessary. They just could have done a little bit more with the characters and a little bit less with Ava. Hundred percent. Oh, yeah. Good call. Yeah. Spend less time on Ava and share that love to some of the other guys that you, so we can care about them. Because he didn't. <laughs> just, no, just deaths. really. Like they died. And the deaths and... weren't even that creative. No. Oh, one thing we did notice though that was really cool was when the uh, foosball table was fucking going batshit. Bat uh, like, yeah, right when they switched dimensions. Yeah. And it was, it was, it was the, the, so the figures all, were switching. In James. Earth 1, all the characters are red or blue. Yeah. So, you know, red team, blue team, anyone who's played foosball. Foosball, knows. yeah. After the dimensions change, the guys are spinning around like, spinning you know, you're spinning them like when you play it. And then it stops, and then boom, red, yellow, and blue. Yeah. We're like, well, you notice one of the characters actually switches right in front of the camera, yeah. red to yellow, yeah. right there. Boom. And actually, our fact checker here, Lizzie, caught that. I was like, wait, okay, go back, go back, let's see that. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. Like, I would not have caught that. And James caught it, but he didn't say rewind, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna credit him. I don't rewind movies. <laughs> well, we have Netflix, dude. It's not like we saw it in the theater. We can rewind it. But we got to be on the ball. It was going to be a uh, fun tidbit. What would you would you recommend this movie? Here's the thing: if you like the Cloverfield franchises and you're gonna go ahead and see the other ones after this, it's yeah. necessary to see this. Yeah. So I agree. The nice thing is that it's on Netflix, so it's free. It's free if it's you have Netflix. It's an hour and a half. Crush it. I think it's two hours, dude. No, it's 102 minutes. So it's. An hour and forty minutes. Okay, sorry. You had that. Whatever. You had that fact on the fly. Yeah. So, <laughs> Chris, you gotta look it up to, <laughs> to see if I'm lying or not. No, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. But I'm it's, looking at the budget. It, oh shit! The rating went down since the start of this podcast. <laughs> oh, it went up though. Brutal. It was five point seven. No, it was five point no, nine. Oh shit! Yeah, brutal. Anyways, <laughs> it's out of five point eight now. But like I was saying, yes, go ahead and watch it if you like the franchise. If you don't like the other two movies, don't waste your time. Yeah. I agree. If you're a fan of the podcast, fan of the podcast, you know you can email us. <laughs> if you're Twitter, Twitter the- Facebook, Snapchat. <laughs> if you're Instagram, uh, if you're a fan of the Cloverfield like uh, franchise, you're you're gonna like it, I think. But you may not because we didn't. But it's a necessary step for the future ones. I mean, there's you can watch the other movies, no problem. Like this doesn't matter. It's not gonna affect the other ones. If you if you like the other ones, it's not gonna hinder anything. But uh, I think I think James is spot on where it, it's a necessary step for the future. It actually opens up many doors for this Cloverfield brand. All of the doors. To open up. And uh, who knows what's going to happen in the next one, you know? Um, James, have you watched anything? Uh, since, since we're done watch, talking about Cloverfield, have you watched anything recently that you want to talk about? Um, I watched <laughs> Babysitter on Netflix. Oh, yeah. I think- yeah. I think I might have talked about that earlier in a recent yeah, podcast. I, I or not it, recent, but a couple podcasts ago. I think ago. it was when we did uh, Happy Death Day. We kind of brought it up for a brief second. Yeah, and, I, I watched that at the time. Yeah, it. I hadn't seen it yet. But <coughs> it's kind of like the same genre as like stupid horror flick. But it's it's self-aware, right? Yeah, oh, it's very yeah, self-aware. Yeah, They're definitely. not trying to be serious at all. Like right from the get So it's like a teen slasher comedy type thing. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're one of those people who is always looking up like, ooh, like hidden gems on Netflix, for whatever reason, it's on a lot of those lists. Right. <laughs> and, and honestly, I, I don't really know why. It was fun, you know, for what it is. If you're into those kind of movies. It's a good cast. Silly, so. borderline. It's, I want to say borderline slasher flick, but like slasher flicks still it try is, to it be. Is a, it but, is a slasher but flick. But slasher flicks still like try to be scary, you know what I mean? 
No, but it, it's a slasher in a sense that it's it's a comedic slasher. Yeah. Yeah. It, I didn't it, want especially to say since it. the the at the end, like you know, like yeah. Come, yeah. It is what it is. But yeah. yeah, I mean, that's another one of those silly movies. Like if you liked Happy Death Day, or if you you were a fan of like the Scream movies growing up, like even the Scream uh, MTV show, fuck. Yeah, give it give it a whirl. Yeah. Just 80 minutes, crush it. <laughs> you could easily crush it. Yeah, oh, it, no it actually it is entertaining for sure, dude. Yeah, and there, is, there's yeah. a lot of like splashing blood and like yeah. silly deaths. And yeah, it, it is enjoyable. A couple like, good looking you, you, girls. You, yeah, <laughs> there's no yeah, real big name actors. A couple in good looking guys for Christ's sake. Fuck. Yeah, Robbie guy, Amell. The one guy doesn't wear a shirt the yeah, whole time. Yeah, Robbie Amell. I think that's, that's a funny... That's a bit... Brings, the kid even brings yeah. up. He's like, why, why are you wearing a shirt? Why are you never wearing a shirt? <laughs> and he just, like, looks just down and his abs are yeah. flexing. And he's like, uh. He's, uh... His name's Robbie Amell. He's the cousin of Stephen Amell, who plays Arrow on Arrow. On Arrow, <laughs> yeah. would you imagine? He also is the original uh, Firestorm, anyway. Yeah. So, I think... Anything else? I think that's it. I think that's really the only major thing that I've watched that I haven't yeah. that I haven't seen before. I've rewatched a few things here and there. Yeah, I've uh, I've just started watching a Netflix series called Altered Carbon, which is phenomenal. If you're any fan of ultra violence, uh, dicks, tits, dicks, <laughs> and just a good storyline, that's that's almost it's on par if not better than hbo this should be its own movie it's with uh uh fucking what's his name joel kinnaman who you may know from robocop and suicide squad don't hold that up against him as rick flag yeah suicide squad it's uh, it's it's a perfect futuristic type uh um crime thriller it's amazing so it's it's set in the like 300 years in the future or whatever uh, people can replace themselves with so-called sleeves as long as their neck, like data stick, data cu- or disc or something, is still intact. It is phenomenal. I've only I've only watched two episodes. It is fantastic. This is Netflix at its peak. I want more shows like this. I can't wait to finish the season. It is phenomenal. Watch Altered Carbon. If Oh, if you want phenomenal TV, watch it. James, what do you got? So another Netflix series that I've heard really, really good things about that I haven't started watching yet, but I'm going to on my next set of days off. Go for it. Is uh, Manhunt Unabomber. Dude, I watched that already. Yeah. I've heard, I told you about that. I've heard a bunch of unreal things. Well, I told you about it first. Ooh, buddy. Dude, so I told you about that, that first, dude. Um, dude, fucking uh, Sam Worthington and what's his face? Uh... uh What's Vision's name? Uh, Paul. What's his fucking name? Walker. No, not he's dead, dude. <laughs> Rip. Oh, fuck. Chris is gonna look it up. Um, and coming up next week, we are going to see Fifty Shades Freed. Just kidding. <laughs> we are definitely not watching that. We... How dare you? <laughs> yeah. I just want, I just, she shades agree. I just wanted to fuck with people for yeah, a second. You, you got me, dude. I was like, wait, <laughs> Chris, what? Chris like, what? Yes, Matt's Chris. We're going on a date. Uh, no, we're going to go see three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Paul Bettany. That's his name. Paul Sorry. Bettany, yeah. Okay. But yeah, we're going to go see three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Right now, this movie is having phenomenal reviews. So yeah. we are pretty pumped to see that. And the trailer is hilarious. 
It's pretty funny. It's very funny, especially like the last 20 seconds are pure <laughs> yeah. gold. Hey, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so uh, yeah, that, that should be uh, a good time. We're going to see that tomorrow, right? Hopefully tomorrow if everything yeah. works out. So we're this is February 9th, so this is a Friday night for us. We'll get this podcast out whenever we can. Um, yeah, whatever. We'll get it out whenever you can. And uh, you can find us. You can email us at ohmygodandaudio at gmail.com. This is the wrap for the episode, right? This is the wrap. This is it. This is it, dudes. You can find me, or you can find the show on at Armchair Pod on Twitter. Yep. You can find me at arm or at Armchair Pod. You can find me there too. <laughs> at Christoph Godden on Twitter. At Christopher Gods on Instagram. James Makai J one four on Twitter. Yep. And Makai J nine one on Instagram. Beauty, and we're also on SoundCloud.com slash armchair-reviews. Yep. On SoundCloud, obviously. And iTunes, search us up there, Armchair Reviews. And guess what, guys? Toss us in the Google box. We're going to put our episodes on our own YouTube channel, so stay tuned for that. Wait, what? Yeah, James, we're doing it. That's amazing. You just farted, and I appreciate it. <laughs> so... We're going to put it on YouTube. Uh, we're going to try to get our just, own channel. Just going to be audio clips It's going to be now. audio with our own still image, but that's another way for you guys to listen to it. And you can spread the word from there. Um, we'll we'll post that on our Twitter, Armchair Pod Twitter. Uh, once our we get personal it, oh, Twitter. Once we'll we get it open, it on Facebook. it's going to be our own um, probably Armchair Pod Reviews, Armchair Podcast, or Armchair yeah, Reviews We'll see podcast, what's available. Whatever's there for us for a YouTube channel. We'll let you guys know, and that's it for us this week. Yeah, we look forward to uh, hearing from you guys, and we look forward to bringing you some more podcasts in the next couple days. Always, and hopefully we'll have some guests in the next couple weeks. But yeah, we'll we've work had lots out. of people reaching out to us saying they want to be a part of the show. Which is fun for us. We like that. Yeah, it's fun. We can bring people on here, make yeah. fun of them. So guys, they think they're going to come and review movies. <laughs> We're going to review them. Yeah. The joke's on them. <laughs> it's just a roast. It's <laughs> just a roast. <laughs> Fuck you, you know shit. Yeah. We don't know anything. Yeah. Whatever. We're just winging it all the time. <laughs> all right, guys. Share, like, comment, review. That's what it's all about. We'll talk to you next week. Ooh. Bye. Goodbye.